This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, that was the final call. <sighs> Scott Fransky, and when we came back to Philadelphia for game six and seven, I would have been recording the final call on my phone, listening on the Odyssey app, because that's something I would want to listen to. And I was not expecting to have it, have that, like Reese. No, I don't think any of us was. No, no, including probably Larry Anderson, who joins us right now, as uh, he was sitting next to Scott in the booth during that. Uh, Larry, how are you, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm alive. <laughs> I got that going for me. All right, so what happened? Like, like it's it's God. There's so, there's so many different angles and so many different things to 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 say, but it just seemed like like I don't know. They weren't the same Phillies team that we saw. Really, I think at all during the series once they went to Arizona. But what happened? In in your what's your best explanation? I for me, it just it, it, you can't really put it on one person or one thing. It's, it's it was a collective meltdown. Um, I think going to Arizona, losing Game Three and Four, especially Game Four, was I, I think, I think it it shocked them. I think they had a hard time believing that Arizona could even tie the series up, and and I don't think they recovered from it. I know they won the next game. They won Game Five down there, um, and came home with a lot of expectations. But one thing this uh, this pitching staff did: these guys pitched at the knees. They threw strikes. They kept the ball out of the middle of the plate. And for me, it was absolute proof that you're better off pitching at the knees than in the top of the zone. I just and, – and their pitching beat our hitting. You live by the home run, you die by the home run. That's the bottom line. We don't have a team of hitters. We have a team of sluggers. And that's evident. I mean, it, it's – if we don't hit home runs, we don't score. You know, when how many times did we string three hits together to score a run? And that's what these guys did. That's what Diamondbacks did. They don't strike out. They put the bat on the ball. Every time they get a single, it's a double. They had one double yesterday in their 10 hits. The rest were singles. But every wow. time you looked up, there's a man on second. Um, and, you know, we, we go from 7 for 17 with runners and scoring fish in the first two games to 5 for 34 the last five games. We got five hits in the last five games with the man in scoring position. That, I mean that that tells you everything right there. You, you you're you know the 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 offense just didn't come. It wasn't you know you could say it was all the you know the, the top five guys. It just the offense didn't 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 show Everybody. up the last two games. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, but if if you want to look at it, I mean the top three in the, in the order, um, which oftentimes carried us this year, 
um, they were one for 20 the last two games. Uh, and you're just not going to win that way. You, you, you can't. Um, we didn't get guys on, so we couldn't, we couldn't utilize the steel, um, the speed that we have. Uh, and, and we got beat. We, we, they beat us. I, I, game four was a gift. Maybe game three, too. But game four was definitely a gift. Uh, but, but in game three, we didn't hit. What did we have? One run? Three yeah, hits. Three hits, one run. Yep. Three hits, right. And this kid, this rookie that had the five and a half ERA, I mean, he made some adjustments. He pitched really well, fought. Mm-hmm. But he set a career high in strikeouts. The first time he faced us, where we got two hits off him in five and two thirds innings, he didn't walk anybody and punched out nine. He pitched nine and a third or nine and two thirds innings and punched out 16. Well, I think you, I think you said they were overconfident going to Arizona. The, I, the Phillies think, were overconfident. I think they were. I think they got down. And then, you know, and like Nick, Nick stood up. He said, hey, you know, we just, he goes, I sucked. Um, but, he, but he said his hitting, hitting's a feel. And he said he just lost the feel when he got to Arizona. I don't, when you come off a great series or great two games um, as a team, and then all of a sudden you just say, well, I lost it. I, I, I don't know how you lose it. You just, I, I guess you just, it's almost like you don't believe in yourself all of a sudden. You don't believe you can hit anymore. I, I don't know how that happened, but it did. Um, but, I mean, he stood up and, and just said he, he just wasn't good. He wasn't right. Um, I think a lot of guys could say the same thing. Um, it just we, – we, uh, we, we just didn't do what we could do. I mean, again, I, we this team is built for home runs. It is not a good – to me, it's not a good hitting team. Uh, if, if, if you don't have a guy – you don't – have a couple guys hitting 300 or, or guys hitting you know mm-hmm. 270 above all the way. I don't know. It just it just wasn't there. And then you look at Arizona. I mean, these guys are a little scrappy, slap the ball here, slap the ball there, um, stealing bases. They just they outplayed us. I don't think there's any question about it. When I they look at the – uh, I know that. When you, when you look at how the team is built, you, you mentioned that a couple of times. Um a lot of these players are under contract and they're going to be here. So it just makes me wonder, like, okay, are we are we ever going to be able to win if the roster or the lineup is constructed this way? I know they're not going to all of a sudden turn the roster into what the Diamondbacks do, right? Like, right. Th- these guys right. are who they are. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do we, how do we get to this point and then get past this point? Because that's sort of what happened last year against Houston as well. We couldn't do anything yep. if we didn't hit home runs. Yeah. I mean, that's. It's it's how this team's built. It is. I, I don't. I, I think you can only hope that uh, you know that the team next year does the same thing, but but hits more home runs um, when it counts. Because you, it, we're, I don't say we're not capable, but we don't. We just don't put the bat on the ball all the time. We strike out a lot. Um, Johan Rojas, Rojas, a young kid. I mean, to me, if if he could just make contact hit the ball on the ground, he could, that speed of his, unless he hits it right at the infielder, he's got a chance for a base hit. But yeah. he's down at the bottom of the barrel, bottom of the handle, just swinging crazy. And, and I'm not, not to put it on him. I mean, he, he saved us a ton in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, he really did. But um, I, I just – some some of the stuff that, that, that we go about, you know, we get a walk and then – or maybe a couple walks, and then the next guy comes up and swings the first pitch. I mean, I, the baseball is not taught the way it used to be taught. Analytics are, are, are 
directing everything as to how to play the game. And, and it's people that have played the game for their whole life. They're irrelevant. They, what they say, what they have to say doesn't matter. It doesn't appear to me. Um, so they don't, they don't teach baseball that way. They teach baseball according to analytics. And that's, yeah. um, I, I think it's a downfall for, for, if not all of baseball, at least for the Phillies. Uh, mm. it, I don't know. It's, it's so frustrating. I, I just kept thinking. I, I, I didn't wake up till 1 o'clock. I just I, I, I couldn't get out of bed. I opened my eyes. I'm like, is this a nightmare? Is this really happening? Or do I need to get packing? No. Um, no, it, it really, really happened, Larry. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe. Uh, I feel so bad for the fans because they've, so good it's so so supportive um of this club and they have been and it's just uh it's a shame that they weren't rewarded for for their support it felt if it felt like a special season larry when you look back on this series some people are pointing to and i, and I would agree the decision to put craig kimball kimbrell and you mentioned game four so game three was one thing right to right. put him back in, in game four were you surprised they went back to kimbrell after the way he's looked recently in that game absolutely I mean, I hate to say it, but um, I mean, if if you watch Kimbrel through the course of the year, when he pitched back-to-back days, his second day he never had the velocity, and now you combine that with a lack of command and and the lower velocity, um, it spells for disaster. I was I was very surprised. I really was, um, and obviously it uh, it didn't work out. Um, but again. I hate to put on one guy, but I, I think a lot of things turned with that game. Yep. Um, I think I think it, it it gave the Diamondbacks a ton of confidence, even though they lost Game Five at home. It, they still had confidence coming to our ballpark. I think because of that, because they had tied it up, and they're like, we can play with these guys. With I the, think it gave a with, bunch. Larry, were the Phillies overconfident, or did they lack confidence in these last two games? Because they, I mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to say they look spooked because that's not the right word, but something was weird. Something was it was. W- was weird. It was. I, I think. I think Arizona's. I think scared them. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think they 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 might have acted or felt loose or whatever. But I think there was. I think there was more concern on those guys than 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 they were showing or admitting. I, I really do. And and maybe not. Maybe I'm completely off base. But it seemed that way. The, you know. The, the perspective was was that uh, my my sense was that or perceived that that they they were a little intim not intimidated maybe but but a little unsure and not confident in themselves. Whereas I think the Diamondbacks were I think kind of like the Phils last year getting to where they did as the last wild card um, playing on 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 house money uh, playing with house money and I think the Diamondbacks certainly had it. They were loose. They came out. They got on base. They stole. They did what. Surprisingly, it might have been even worse had they played their game the first five games. They didn't. They didn't run. They didn't steal. They didn't attempt steals until last they got two games. Here for game yeah. six and seven. All of a sudden, they went back to playing their way. We saw a different ball club. Yeah, and I think that I don't. Again, maybe intimidation is the wrong word, but they. I think it, it it spooked the Phils a little bit that hey these guys they're for real they're 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 playing uh, they're playing pretty good baseball and they put the bat on the ball again and two things they put the bat on the ball they didn't strike out much at all they they um they they pitched down in the zone they throw strikes down at the, how many how many guys complained about the low strike that were strikes 
a ton of our guys. That's not a strike. That's not a strike. It is a strike. It is a strike. It's a strike. They they pitched excellent. They really did. And, you know, they, they attacked our hitters. Um, and when we did get a pitch to hit, we either took it or fouled it off. Um, so, I, I mean, there's not much you can say, not much you can change about it. You just um, – I, I would hope that um, – down the road that maybe they would work on Rojas's bunting a little bit in the minor leagues. I mean, in, in uh, spring training, um, get him, like I, I said it last night on the air. I said, I don't remember a bunt of his that was bunted on the ground foul. Everything he bunted went up in the air. Right. Like that's, that's, he's back, back in the, I don't know. It's yeah. Like he needs to be reset in spring training. He was, yes. he was a shell of what he was doing in the regular season. All right. Larry, last thing, at least for me, so you were a part, and this was a World Series, you were a part of two extremely difficult games, at least for me, the game four that was a 15-14 to 14 loss. Right. And then, of course, game six where the, the series ended. How, like, how hard is that to get over as, I mean, you were a relief pitcher, so like, right. you're, you're, I mean, you, were in the, you were in those games, but how difficult is a loss like that as a player to get over? It's devastating. Um, but I think, it, I mean, it, it takes a while. I don't. I don't. It doesn't take six months. I don't think going into spring training, guys should be worried about what happened last year or this year. Um, you, you have to move on. You absolutely. It's kind of like a, a in a microcosm of of, of a game as a, as a say a closer where you get the loss. You have to forget about it by the next day because you might be back in there. You have to have a short memory, and I think the same thing with this. I, I hate to say you, you just blow it off because it, it's, it hurt. It hurt too many people. It hurt 45,000 people, you know, just the people at the game, all the people watching, all the, the, the millions of people watching and that, that love this team and love the Phillies. It's, it's devastating for them. So I don't want to trivialize it for them, but as a player, you have to flush it. You, you have to move on. It's going to hurt for a while, but, once, once you've digested everything and gone through it, then it's like, okay, we're done. We, it's time to move on. We can't dwell on this, or we're going to be starting off, you know, in the doldrums next year out of spring training. So you flush it, you move on, but it takes a while. It does, but again, it doesn't. It, it shouldn't take till next spring. Right. But yeah, so I mean, because Ike I, I mentioned this on the air, losing the NFC Championship game in 2002, when he looks back on his career, is one of those moments where he's like, "Damn, I, we should have got oh, that yeah. one. I wish we would have won." That one, and this feels like the same thing. Like this loss right here, being up three-two, winning the first two, being up three-two at home, and not being able to get a win over the Diamondbacks. It, fe- I mean, it feels it, it's like not that the players won't get over it. As a fan, this will be one we'll look back like Cliff Lee blowing the lead, the loss yep. to the Cardinals, the loss to the Giants in the NLC Champion. I- I'll remember this one forever. Yeah, I mean, you you won't forget it, um, but have it in your mind and dwelling on it are two different things. It's it's always going to be there. I think this is going to be. A, a devastating loss for the guys uh, getting eliminated in game seven at home and losing the last two at home. That's, that's never going to go away. But, but that's where to me, where it comes into the fact that you just, you can't dwell on it. It's, it's not going to change. It's not going to go away. It's always going to be there. Mm. If you dwell on it, you're, you're dwelling on bad stuff. So I think you, again, you move on, but it's, it's never going to go away and, and not for the fans either. I don't think. Mm. All right, mm-hmm. Larry, go back to bed. Get back in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and 
enjoyed it, guys. Always a pleasure. Really, it's great talking to you guys every week, and uh, it's I, I really enjoy it. No, and and Us Larry, too, brother, yep. Thank you, mm-hmm. yeah. thank you. We, yeah. you know, it's our favorite time of year. We love talking to you, and it's a it's a joy and a pleasure to have you on every week. And we'll Thanks. talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Well, let's uh, let's look for next year. All right. Okay, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Right, guys. Yep. Be well. All right. There he is, mm-hmm. Larry Anderson. Mm-hmm.